This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. Who gonna check me, boo? Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am Dylan Hafer, and I am joined today by a returning favorite. You've asked for more Fat Carrie Bradshaw, and we're delivering today. Fat Carrie Bradshaw, Chris Burns, hello. Hey, bitch. What's going on? I'm so excited to to be back. I'm excited to have you back. I feel like things are happening so quickly on Bravo these days that it's probably really only been like a month since you were on this podcast, but it feels longer. And it feels like so much has happened that we haven't gotten to talk about. And personally, I need your takes and your opinions. So I'm glad you're here. (laughs) <laughs> Amen. I'm glad I'm um, here too. For the this is like the fourth episode in a row now where the biggest um headline has been regarding Jenny Wynn. Um I actually feel like this might be the last time that we kind of have to talk about her really, but um as as you all know, we talked about on last episode that she was fired officially. Um but she, you know, hopped on Instagram live last night to share her truth Always a mistake. and you know i i understand i mean i've never been in a position like this because i haven't um i haven't made you know dozens of racist facebook posts and gotten fired for it but i understand the impulse to be like i got to i got to get out there and like say something um but yeah it's it's rarely ever goes well and i would say jenny's instagram live is probably one of the worst instances i can recall it was upsetting from start to finish especially like she obviously had gotten hair and makeup for this instagram live (laughs) to defend her racist not even past like we can't even say past it was from 2020 (laughs) yeah so immediately she pops up on the instagram live i know you didn't you weren't watching it live you saw some clips later i was watching it live and it was wild to to click on that little live circle and to see her sitting in her living room with a black man that we have never met before yeah so i i watched i watched like the clips but do that does she introduce him at all so he introduced himself. I can't recall his name, but he said that he's a friend of Jenny's. He's known her for a long time. He um, reiterated, I think, three different separate times that he was not being paid to be there, um, which, you know. Who is know, he? Just I a guess. friend? I was like, this must be like a lawyer. No, or- no, no. Not in a professional context. Um, he did specify that he had traveled to Utah to be there for this. So I guess he doesn't live locally. Um, oh, my he, God. Yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot of people I mean, were Im- immediately turned off by the fact that she was sitting there with, you know, a black person to kind of speak on her behalf. But though things that, that she was flew saying, in. 
Yeah, the things that he was saying also didn't make anything better. I mean, he was reminding us that this was all the way back in 2020, and it's like, okay, that that doesn't matter. He was saying, at one point, he literally said, Jenny's not racist, she grew up in Long Beach, which oh my is God. like, oh, okay. And then he's also, he's talking about, you know, like, I'm her friend, so she's not racist, she's had black employees, so the race card doesn't work with her, and it's like... How are we still in 2022 thinking that, like, the black friend argument means that you aren't a bad person? Like, I mean, Jenny, I was rooting for you, bitch. Like, I liked Jenny this so far in the season. The real tragedy here is that we don't get to see Jenny's kids anymore. I know. I'm going to miss Carlin. Which is devastating. (laughs) I just, I don't understand the, the idea of going on an Instagram live with a man who you asked to fly in to sit next to you for the sake of not appearing racist. And then what she was saying was just as idiotic. I mean, the, the, the idea that a woman, like a mom who owns, uh, like, what, doctor's offices? A chiropractor. Needs, <laughs> needs yeah. a social media team to run her personal Facebook account. And the most unbelievable thing of the whole thing is a social... And she was like, I didn't know. It was like my social media managers. When have you met a conservative social media manager who was like, I just want to make sure I can hop on Facebook and share my, my pro-police brutality views? Yeah, the... The social media team excuse, I think, really took everyone by surprise because it seems so unbelievable. If you have, yeah. you know, when like Jen Shaw has said something like that, or Mia Thornton on Potomac kind of had a similar excuse for things she was saying about the women, at least in both of those situations, it was stuff that was happening while they were on the show. So, totally. I mean, even... Even if somebody like Mia doesn't really need a social media team, it wouldn't shock me if she was paying somebody to kind of help her out with that. Whereas for Jenny, when it's months before she even has started filming for her first season of the show, it's like, I looked at her Facebook page. It was like pictures of her kids, random dog pictures that she was reposting, like recipes, and then all of these memes mixed in. And it's like, you didn't. This wasn't like a curated this was social you. media page. It was just like, an, a middle-aged person on Facebook. <laughs> no, she didn't hire anybody. Like, where are they? I want to see them. Also, find me a social media manager who wouldn't happily hop up and uh, be on camera. Like, I just, I don't believe anything she's saying. Any single person that has a social media manager, like, not for a uh, business or a company, there's something something's going on there. Yeah, and then she also was like, you know, these posts, blah, 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 but I want to make it clear, I'm a proud Republican, and I support my law enforcement, (laughs) and, you know, I saw in our community that businesses were being burned down, and it's like, okay, so you're not really... I mean, she's, like, vaguely saying that the posts weren't good, but she's not really, like saying anything to indicate that she no. doesn't believe the things in those posts. She's saying, like, sorry, the posts were bad, but, like, that's how I feel. It's like when a housewife says, like, I'm sorry for 
the way I said it, but I'm not sorry for what I said. That's kind of the vibe. She's like, sorry I delivered it in such an aggressive manner, but yeah, those are actually my views still. Right, she's like, so- she's like sorry my real political views um, were like shared in some maybe distasteful memes, but like that's still how I feel about the world. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm kind, in a way, I'm like, honestly, thank you for not lying and pretending that you have always supported Black Lives Matter or whatever, because it makes it a little easier to just be like, write it off and say, okay, she's that girl we thought she was from the Facebook posts. We don't have yeah. to like, she's not trying to redeem herself. So we don't, there's not that feeling of like, oh, should we give her another chance? It's like, no, she's pretty happily owning all of this stuff. I mean, aside from the fact that she's not owning, literally making those posts herself, but in terms of the actual views, it's like, she's not really trying to get us to believe that she is anyone, anything different than that. So, um, totally. Yeah. It'll be interesting to, to see at the reunion. I feel like there'll be like a disclaimer, like this reunion was shot before (laughs) the revelations of Jenny. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Because also, I'm sure they're going to talk about race stuff. That's an interesting thought because my friend, um, my friend Steve, who runs Faces by Bravo on Instagram, his prediction is that some of the footage that the women shot with Jenny or talking about Jenny, thinking that was for season three, he thinks they're going to tack some of that onto the reunion so that basically mm. she'll be they'll show her like essentially getting kicked out of the group on the reunion and then season three will like be a fresh slate. I don't know. I, that's yeah, just like I a theory. Like I could see them doing that. I wouldn't hate it that. Seems, I, I was surprised that they were already filming season three when this all came to be right. Like, I feel like they just shot the reunion. They had no break. I think that's kind of what they're, I mean, with these shows where everything is kind of like, ready to go. I mean, that's what they basically were doing with Beverly Hills this past season. Yeah. I know they've done that with Potomac in the past. It's like, obviously shows like Atlanta, New York, they've kind of OC, they've kind of put them on a little bit of a hiatus and given them some time to figure it out. But with the shows that are kind of ready to go, they really do hit the ground running. And especially in Salt Lake City, Jen Shaw's trial is starting at the beginning of March. So I imagine they want to kind of get as much everyday footage as possible before it all becomes (laughs) the trial. It's going to be, uh, listen, who, who would have thunk Salt Lake city would have been the, I know just an absolute, just like loony bin. (laughs) Absolutely crazy. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, I could see that because then they could start season three without Jenny and it would just be like, yeah, I feel like if they choose to go that route, it would be like, a little bit of a clean slate, which I think might work in their favor. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. 
One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. We're going to talk about Orange County today, and then they so rudely deprived us of a new episode this week. Um, But before we get to Miami, I would want to ask you about Orange County and just kind of how you're feeling about this season. Um, What are your thoughts on the new women and, you know, the returning housewives? Like, what's your vibe on OC? Because we won't get to recap it. I, okay, number one, Shannon, it's time for Shannon to retire from the housewives. Like, for her own sake. I'm like, this poor woman, although she does seem to be, like, having fun now, but we're how many episodes in, and it seems like this is the first time she seemed like she's actually wanted to be with the other housewives. Um, And I also feel like she doesn't actually like her boyfriend that much. (laughs) Because I'm like, why are you so miserable? It feels... And he seems so nice to her. So, I don't know. Um, David ruined her. I mean, David's such a piece of shit. But anyway... Uh, what else do I like? Noella, I don't think I'm vibing with. Okay. And Heather, I... Listen, I love Heather for the fact that she's taking OC back to a place where it's watchable. But, like, Heather as a person, questionable. Gina's my here. I love Gina, and I love Emily this season. Emily's giving me something I never thought I would get from Emily, and that's to be entertained. Emily is truly like most improved biggest surprise like most like I in the literally last season when they were announcing kind of like the reboot cast whatever I was like really like we did this whole reboot and we couldn't figure out how to get rid of Emily like that was I was really done with her and I am totally eating my words at this point because she has been such a pleasant you know, presence this season. And I really am enjoying her. I think she's funny. I don't know what it is, but like, she really is doing it for me this year. I feel like she was like, you know what? I'm just going to stop trying to put on any facades and I'm just going to like be myself. I feel like you could even see it in that first episode when they're at Heather's house and Nicole like says something (laughs) rude and Emily like takes a minute and then she's like, actually, you know what? You're not going to fucking talk to me like that. And I was like, okay, this bitch has like come back for her. Her renaissance. So, and Gina I always love. And I love Gina's, like, obsession with Heather's money. I think it's so funny. that I would be Gina if I was in OC. And Nicole, my God, like, crawl back into the blush that you came out of. You know what I mean? (laughs) Nicole, (laughs) the makeup in that one scene where she's with Noella is just simply, it lives rent-free in my head. That Noella also, it's like, just enough the the whispering the 
everything she does is so theatrical and I don't know. I also come from a school of like, you have a, a slight bit of respect for Heather Dubrow. Listen, I know that Heather Dubrow is like not whatever. You don't want to be fake, but also Heather Dubrow is the one that's taking you to Cabo. Heather Dubrow is the one that like is setting up these parties. Like you can't be so rude to somebody that's literally taking you on vacation. Yeah, I do. And then I think it's sorry, like- Noella complaining about the plane. The plane. I'm like, you are Heather. What are you talking about? Right. It's like, I feel like everybody needs to recognize that Heather is the reason that this show is like a thing again. Um, So whether or not you're really getting along with her, it's like, you can't really be like, ugh, who's this bitch? Like, what is she talking about? It's like, I mean... She's not like the one who signs the paychecks, but she's the she's the reason that like the paychecks are coming again. <laughs> oh, totally. Like, yeah. Um, okay, let's get into <laughs> Miami. Um, okay. We are still in the Hamptons. Um, after this uh, last week's, you know, train wreck of a dinner with Marisol stirring the pot and Nicole really getting into <sighs> it with um, just about everyone, um, and Larsa and. We basically this week see that Alexia, Marisol, and Larsa are all kind of like not having it with Nicole. And I'm curious your thoughts on Nicole in general, but also like, do these women really have a reason to be so, you know, put off by her? I think that they just don't like that Nicole is already... They want Nicole to kiss their ass a little bit, I think. I think uh-huh. they want Nicole to be, like, the new girl and and be not speaking up and stuff. Listen, I live for Marisol. I love Alexia. But it does seem a little, like, bullying the new girl to me. Also, like, Marisol, I don't... I really don't think Nicole said that Larsa was a hooker and that she didn't want to associate with her. Like, I think it was a misunderstanding where Nicole... I yeah. mean, they show us, unless it was off camera. Um, I'm loving Miami, though. Julie is a goddamn nutcase, and also <laughs> one, 100% the one that has to have the ambulance come. I, oh I looked God. at the... Because <laughs> I had to... You just see her hand coming out of the blanket, so I went back to see whose nails matched, and it's 100% Julia. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. That is like, that's like such the drag queen in you that you're like, whose nails are those? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I I think the Julia Adriana stuff is is so bizarre. Yeah, I I do agree. I feel like I don't know if threatened is the right word, but I feel like the kind of old guard is a little bit like they don't they're not super open to like Nicole kind of taking this place in the group where I feel like she at least from watching it this season she kind of seems like a fresh new like central figure almost and I do think you know for somebody like Larsa who you know she left the group for such a long time and then I feel like she was kind of coming back this season expecting to be like you know the center mojito holder i was gonna say diamond holder but and like obviously i mean larsa it's not like larsa's not getting screen time or anything but like it doesn't feel like we're watching the larsa show and i have a feeling that she wanted it to be a little more like that but like what you were saying with what what nicole said about larsa 
I really tend to believe Nicole's version of events where it's like, yeah, like I had questions about the OnlyFans thing. Like I didn't know very much about it. I kind of thought it was weird, but like I didn't like hate, I didn't hate you for it. I just didn't get it. And now I do get it. And like, it's cool. We're cool. And Larsa seems sort of unable to accept what Nicole's telling her now. And she's like, it's like she has this one comment that may or may not have even happened. That's just like ringing in her head. Totally. And Marisol was the one that was actually talking so much shit about Larsa and OnlyFans. Like in the first <laughs> the first couple episodes. It makes no sense to me. I also don't believe that Larsa makes $10,000 a day on OnlyFans. That's insane. But I am... I am... Larsa and Nicole, I just don't see ever actually being close. You can like look at their personalities and tell that they just aren't gonna really mesh I gotta be honest, I think I'm enjoying Larsa this season. Like, I think she is funny. I am, you know, I I just think she's an interesting person, but I don't necessarily see her being close with anyone in this group. I mean, I feel like she and Marisol and Alexia maybe sort of have, like, a little bit of a pact going on where they're like, yeah, we're the OGs, like, we're gonna, you know, have a good season, etc., etc., but, like, you can tell that Marisol and Alexia are, like, besties. And I feel like, you know, Lisa has close relationships with some of these women. And I think, you know, Adriana obviously has known every... has been in this group for a long time. But, like, Larsa still sort of feels like this separate force. Yeah. And, like... I agree. I don't think... You know, even Nicole, having just, you know, joined the show... She obviously has, like, a pretty good bond going with Lisa. You know, she knows... She clearly... It feels like she has more kind of, like, history or backstory with Alexia and Marisol. And, like, with Larsa, it just kind of feels like, oh, yeah, like, we knew you from Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. It does seem... Because I think Alexia brought in Nicole, right? That's what she said. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And then she was... So she was a little bit, like caught off guard that now Nicole is getting so close with Lisa, but like Lisa seems fun. I don't like, I'm sorry. Lisa Hochstein seems like somebody that I would love to like have drinks and talk shit with. Like that is I agree. Except the, the room stuff, Lisa, (laughs) like that was one of the most, that's like top three most heinous behavior regarding rooms in a housewives show to me. That was like Ramona Singer, that's it like not even like exactly like Ramona where she was like I'm just I I didn't share ever I didn't even share when I was a kid why would I share now and I'm like that is just you're such a privileged like that's so insane to me to to fight and then like obviously Larsa gets her own fucking room when Adriana's like Larsa's not the queen bee she can't come up in here after being gone for uh however many years and then be queen bee I'm like she's queen bee because she booked the trip and the house. For this right, trip, like, she's Queen Bee. I feel like there are certain kind of, like, there's, like, a housewives girl code. And, like, one of those things is, like, if you're the one who, like, quote-unquote planned the trip, you're going to get the good room. You know, yeah. that's just kind of how it goes. And Even if it was thing- all producers that found this house, it's still Larsa right. that... It's one thing to say, like, oh, I wish I had a nicer room, but for Lisa to be, like, so insistent that she wouldn't share a room when clearly, you know, everybody could do the math in the house, and it's, like, only one person gets their own room, and, like, 
unfortunately for Lisa, it's Lars's trip. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I think Julie is such an interesting choice, like an interesting add to the cast, because she doesn't feel like she'll ever really bring drama. Um, yeah, even in kinda- the, that fight, she has three kids from three different guys that she was never married to, and she didn't even like say it in the, the oh moment when Larsa was like coming for Julia. I mean, oh coming God, for that, Nicole. That out of wedlock comment was so wild because first of all, I mean, it's just like, I, I, for, I, it, I forget that there are people who still feel like that in the world. Cause I'm like, what Which, year yeah. are we living in? Which I don't even believe she does feel that way. But to say something like that to somebody as if it's like, just a normal thing like as if everybody's gonna just agree that it's like oh yeah that is scandalous that it's like what show do you think you're on like we see people with kids out of wedlock all the time like that's not even a thing that crosses people's mind and larsa's acting like it's like oh i mean like i'm i'm glad it worked out for you but like i could never and it's like nobody is like yeah nobody's even thinking about that like nicole and like even if they weren't nicole's in like a happy relationship they just got engaged like Everything is good. She doesn't need you to worry about her kids. <laughs> totally. And also, you had your kids in wedlock, and now you're getting divorced. Like, right. what are you talking about? And not to mention, like, you were up the Kardashians' ass for how many years, and they all are divorced, having kids out of wedlock. Like, like who gives a shit? It's, it's insane. I don't think she actually felt that way. I think she only said that because she was trying to think of the only thing... Like, that came to her mind to try to hurt Nicole in that moment. I think Larsa likes the idea of being, like, this traditional wife. Like, I think she probably... I believe that she, you know, is happy that she had her kids with her husband and whatever. But, like, it's funny for her to act like that's representative of her whole life when, like you were saying, she's getting divorced. She's clearly, you know, surrounding herself with people that don't care about that. And also, I mean... Again, this is not to shame her in any way, but like she's on OnlyFans. Like <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like literally, a lot of women you're that selling are like, feet pics, and you're gonna <laughs> judge Nicole, the doctor, about having a child with her lawyer boyfriend out of wedlock in a forty million dollar house. How irresponsible! Spring has sprung, and that means it is time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring ones, make sure you are using Ibotta to get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys, so you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you are purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, a new warm weather bedding set, or a flight for that summer getaway you've been eyeing. Other apps, they give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying by using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code MENTION. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MENTION. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. 
FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Oh my God, can we talk about her house? Did you see the Architectural (sighs) Digest photos? Of course I saw the Architectural Digest photos. I mean, listen, it's rare to find a housewife with such classy taste. Mm -hmm. And I mean, definitely one of my fave housewife houses. It just is so, like, it's just such, so luxurious in a way that feels like, legit versus like look at mm-hmm. my fancy house look at how big everything like it you know the whole like new jersey vibe of like everything is like McMansion. big and over the top it's like no this is like a a beautiful luxurious home and you know she's gonna come back from brunch on her private jet and she's gonna <laughs> roll up in her rolls royce suv and she's gonna come into this beautiful marble house and like put her birkin back where it goes in the closet and nicole's entire lifestyle i feel like bit by bit during this season we're just like realizing how fucking loaded they are and it's like oh, oh which i love my god because <laughs> you know that's real money when they're not waving it in your face Right, like, like she's not, ta- money, she's not talking money about money talks. Who was it that said that? I think it was not. It was Mon- a Real Housewife of maybe Adrian Malou said it. Money talks, wealth whispers. Yeah, and you know she's she's talking real quiet. Um, <laughs> uh, I did let her dig back at Larsa in the morning when she's apologizing to her about what she said, and then she goes. I'm sorry if it happened that way. And we all, we all really love our out of wedlock children. Like Nicole can hang. I'm, I am loving her energy. Um, and I, yeah. And then back to what you were saying about Julia. I do think she has like a very unique housewives energy. Like she's a little bit chaotic, but not in a way that seems like messy or like uncomfortable she just is kind of zany and like when she gets down on one knee at that dinner table and does a friend proposal to adriana everyone's reactions to that i i felt like i was having all of those reactions watching it because i'm like what the fuck is going like what planet are these people on well the whole their other the whole relationship with them i'm Uh like if i was martina I would not be happy watching that back. And like, I'm a jealous person. Yes. But that's too much. Even like the foot massage stuff. I'd be like, what the fuck do you mean? You gave her a foot massage. Get out of my house. Yeah. The ring I think is, would be like the foot massage. I got why that was like a thing, but the ring would really make me be like, okay, no, no, no. Like what is happening here? Because it's, I mean, Get her, like, a friendship bracelet or, like, a necklace or something. Like, we don't need to do, like, a down-on-one-knee with the ring. <laughs> in front of everyone. It was weird. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think that whole thing is interesting. I would love to see Adriana start dating a woman, though. Two two uh, queer woman, women in one Housewives franchise? Happy well, holidays. you know, she's she's waiting so long to have sex with men when she's dating them. So like she could fit in a few women, you know, just in her like yeah, 90 day waiting <laughs> period. <laughs> I did love her flirting with the, um, 
kickboxing instructor. These women, yeah, no, and taking. I love seeing them just like. Interact. I loved when she goes to Kiki and she's like, "Hey, Kiki, you're gonna fight Larsa for money, okay?" <laughs> <laughs> I my favorite uh, Adriana Kiki interaction this episode was when they get back to the house from dinner and Kiki's like about to go upstairs and she goes Kiki do you love me there's an after party at the house (laughs) 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 Um, I love some like off key Drake lyrics (laughs) that was so funny I didn't even pick up on that um I loved that. And then Larsa with the shot, she's like, you guys are just fucking standing around eating pickles. Like, why would I want to stand around eating pickles? I got to go to bed. It, it is the same. It's like she feels like the RA. Right. She's like, what? She's like, uh, nothing's even happening. You guys are just standing around drinking. And it's like, yeah, Larsa, it's a party. Like, it's- what do you want them to do? Like, should there do be you a want there to presentation? Be, should we be playing like cornhole in the kitchen? Like, it's just a party. Yeah. I mean, that speaks volumes of how they're not close. Like, she's like, I can only hang out when we're doing a structured activity. Right. Because even she's like, she if she's friends with like Marisol and Alexia, you know, they have each other's backs, I guess, in an argument. But it's like Marisol and Alexia can like sit over in the corner until 6 a.m. talking to each other. Whereas Lars is like, eh, it seems like nothing's really happening. I'm going to bed. And it's like, okay, yeah. like, you're kind of... You're kind of showing us, like, we don't even have to be told that you're not that close with these women. It's, like, it's pretty obvious. Um, but I'm I'm interested to see what her jewelry event is actually like, because that's the whole reason for the trip. And I feel like we've put it off for two episodes now. And I'm like, okay, is this, like, real? Well, they're probably putting it off because now Larsa, they're trying to, like, make it as though Larsa might have to cancel the event. But also, I don't understand why in the world Larsa would have to cancel the event because Julia has to go to the hospital for dehydration. Uh, like obviously imagine, the event's gonna happen imagine if you had never watched Housewives and you just like dropped into this conversation and we're talking about like a friendship engagement and pickle shots and like who's gonna go to the hospital for dehydration they'd be like what is happening on this show can you imagine if you had to be the one that went to the hospital for dehydration your first season of being a housewife because you took too many shots I would be humiliated and she was the one talking such a big game about Russians taking vodka shots i love it when she was like i took a shot of olive oil so i'm not gonna get drunk oh bitch like and i literally was like i'm gonna try that does that work and then 10 minutes later i anytime somebody tells me like a hangover cure or like something to not get that drunk i just like i can't i'm sorry like i don't believe any of it i've been you know i've been drinking enough years now that i'm like no like there's no magical cure. I had an I was in New Orleans last weekend, and one of our Uber drivers was like, it, "Just drink pickle juice all night long, and you won't get hungover." I'm like, well, first of all, I don't believe that, but also like, sorry, I don't like pickle juice, and I'm not gonna drink like a gallon of pickle juice just so I cannot feel hungover because honestly, that would make me feel worse. Also, why in the world would you drink pickle juice? <laughs> all night long i feel like you'd be so dehydrated all that salt just like (laughs) well Um, no this this uber driver she was very nice um bless her heart but she was like we were just like talking in the back of the uber and she's like you know the hangover cure is pickle juice and we were like oh and she's like yep and we were like well do you drink it like before or after and she was like before during and after i'm like okay so she just loves pickle juice Right, it's like okay, just tell it, just say that you like drinking pickle juice and that you don't get hungover. Like, good for you. Do you want a medal? 
She's like, I, I have um, I have a gallon right next to me in my Uber. I drink it all the time. Clearly, it's my fave Bev. Clearly, it didn't work for Julia because she was like sucking down pickles all night long. But, oh my god, no! You know, maybe God next, bless her. You got to eat some time. bread, babe. <laughs> um, Chris, before I let you go, I want to ask: Are you watching Summer House this season? No, not really. I'm like occasionally. Eh. It's it. I, I I have too much on my plate, you know. Between all my Bravo reality, I have to watch Bachelor as well. So yeah, it's a you lot. you really have the old uh, Bachelor ball and chain. I gotta say, I I left that behind. I stopped watching a few years ago, and I've never looked back. Well, I mean, is Summer House good this season? There's so many more people. Um, you know, it's we're two episodes in and. It's off to an interesting start because, of course, we know at the end of this season, Kyle and Amanda's wedding is, you know, gonna happen. But they're having, like, major issues um, in these first couple episodes. See, that's exactly why I'm, like, not watching Summer House. Because I'm like, they've, every fucking season is the same exact storyline. Like, they, I watched it two years ago, two summers ago, (laughs) and they were, like engaged and fighting about getting married i can't believe they still haven't been married yeah it's not great but like knowing that they do get married like they have officially been married now it's like okay like are we actually gonna get our shit together are we just gonna get married because we told everyone we would so that's like that's gonna be interesting Mm. and then Paige has her like love triangle going on with the italian guy andrea and craig so um wow listen good for Good for them, but yeah, I don't know if I'll be tuning in. That's fine. I mean, you you really can't do it all, and I I applaud you. I commend you for um, sticking with The Bachelor and spinning whatever bullshit they're giving us into some uh, hilarious content, (laughs) because God knows they make it tough. Thank you. I'll do my best. But also, Kyle and Amanda reminds me, when I I guested on Betch's Brides the other day, and someone asked what the number one thing is like advice I would have for like that brides forget about. And I was uh-huh. like that there's an entire marriage for the rest of your life attached to the end of the party. <laughs> That's humbling. <laughs> that it's like, like, actually literally. like, I hope, I hope you have a nice wedding, but like there's like 50 more years coming after this. Yeah. Hope those memories tied you over. <laughs> Um, speaking of The Bachelor and all of that stuff, tell everyone where they can find you, where they can listen to you, etc. Yes, you can, of course, listen to The Bachelor podcast. New episode every day after the show the next day, but they switch it on Mondays and Tuesdays, obviously. You can follow The Bachelor on Instagram. You can follow me at Fat Carrie Bradshaw. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us, Chris. I'm sure we will have you back before too long. It's always a pleasure. Um, I hope so. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow. Mention it all wherever you listen, and follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention it all is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter.
Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.